Oakland Raptors win. Get out the salami and cheese, mama. This ball game is over. There you go, folks. It's all good. It's all good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Untitled Raptors podcast, also known as Terp. It's your host, Salab and Akshay. Thank you for joining us again for yet another week. We're on episode 10, Akshay. 10 weeks. We're scoring strong. So far, so good, right? 10 weeks, yeah. And uh, our uh, our podcast that we released on Wednesday when the trade deadline emergency our listened, pod our most listened to pod so thank you for everybody for supporting us and, and continuously listening to us I love it everyone was excited about Mark Gasol so we're all excited about it so thank you for listening I'm sure you guys got our thoughts on views on that trade so we won't bore you with that too much but let's get to a few things actually no you know what actually how's your weekend you have it's a good, good story. I, I, story tell us I do have a fun story. I have a hockey-related story. I, I kind of gave you the gist of it. So I was at uh, Sunset Grill, which is the <laughs> the very high-end uh, breakfast joint where you can get ten dollars breakfast oh. on Friday for lunch with my uh, with my business partner and and uh, her and I were having lunch there. And as soon as I sat down, I kind of made eye contact with the guy to the left of me, Ooh, and good. I was like. I was like, this guy looks familiar. And I'm not I'm not a hockey fan, but I'm not a huge hockey fan. And then I realized this guy looks like William Nylander sitting oh, beside me. Snap. Yeah. So then I uh then I texted you guys and I'm like, I think William Nylander is sitting beside me, but I can't be sure because obviously when they're in hockey equipment, they look huge. Like William Nylander in person doesn't look big at all. He's a small guy. Did you take a and picture? So I, no, I did not take a picture. I'm not a creeper like that. Why don't you take a picture? Uh, <laughs> Because he was eating waffles with his girlfriend and didn't want to be disturbed. Maybe you could have gotten uh, what waffles actually. He just earned a large contract here. Maybe he's you know spending that big time dough at Sunset Grill. Yeah, he was. He got the ten dollar waffle with nothing on it. His girl, his girlfriend was really like she's the one who went there for for food. She got a ton of stuff. He was just eating a waffle. How do you know I'm it was sure a girlfriend? The, Okay, Maybe I'm just assuming. Exactly. Let's not make assumptions I'm just, here. I'm assuming it was his girlfriend. Um, there was no fight for the bill at the end of it. He oh. he went and paid the bill. I'm I'm sure when you make six point nine million dollars, there's no fights for the bill. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I did confirm it was him because the waiter came up to him and he's like, "Hey, my manager thinks you play for the Leafs." And then he goes, "I do play for the Leafs." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh." And he's like, what's your name? He's like, William. And then his, the manager came by and he's like, hey, Willie! And then that was it. <laughs> I feel like, is it all right to go on for like a nickname basis right off the bat if you don't know him? <laughs> like, like, what's the etiquette in that? Like, you haven't called anyone Willie in a long time. All of a sudden, yeah. middle of sunset. Hey, this is an old ass manager. Wait, Willie. Anyways, I, I, you could tell that he, he was over it. Like he didn't want anything to do with the manager, and he probably dealt with like people recognizing him a million times. Um, his girlfriend just didn't even pay attention to it. She was just chowing away at her eggs. Um, but anyways, he ended up quickly eating and leaving, and then he scored on Saturday the game tying goal. Absolutely, so, great goal. Well, what do you know? Actually, it was a charm of luck there. Yeah, or just eat Sunset Grill waffles. Absolutely. Fantastic. There you go. Sunset Grill. <laughs> that, was, that was the highlight of my weekend. I didn't do much other than that. There you go. All right. Oh, I'll tell you a little bit about, little about, about, little a bit about my weekend. Okay. Uh, I was at a rave on Friday night. <laughs> oh, exciting. I'll tell you. I've never been. To, actually, I've been to a rave before, but this one was exciting. I was at Cosmic Gate, and uh, it is people going crazy. It is absolutely people going insane, and it's a different type of atmosphere. So, yeah. amazing. And, and if just in case any of your family members are listening, you did not do anything there. You were there for dancing. Absolutely. It was a fantastic dancing sober experience. 
Good, good. Just <laughs> Talib does not do drugs. No, 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 no. This is actually pretty true. So I don't do drugs. So let's go with that right now, hundred percent. Any listeners? You're gonna put this out there, and your family members are gonna listen to it. They're gonna be like, no, no, "What no, is no. this kid doing at a at a raid?" No, no, no. I was not there. I was there for the music. Okay, good, good. Okay, let's talk about the Raptors. So, um, the Raptors. I guess some housekeeping. They signed Chris Boucher to a multi-year deal. It's partially guaranteed next year. It's fully guaranteed for the rest of this year. They actually just signed Malcolm Miller for the rest of this year, too. And who is Malcolm uh, Miller? Malcolm Miller played for the Raptors last year as well, right? Last year, and he got hurt. He had a really bad... He tore his shoulder. Oh, that's and tough. And then they um, they ended up releasing him, obviously. But I think they, in good faith, let him rehab. And then they signed him back again. Because he was actually pretty good last year. Like, he was coming on. He can shoot. Um, and then as soon as he was starting to come on, he kind of tore his shoulder. Yeah, and I think the Raps did send Ben McLemore as well. Is that confirmed? Uh, 10 day, 10 day. So it's not confirmed. So they had to get up to 12 regular roster spots before they sign a 10 day. Okay. So... And because they were at 10, they had to do two full ones. And they just finished, they just did Chris Boucher and Malcolm Miller. So now they're at 12. Now they're allowed to sign 10 days. So you probably hear the official announcement for Ben McLemore tomorrow. Yeah, Ben McLemore is, is, is a great player. He was. He started the league. He's only 27 years old, so he's he started the league a few years ago. Uh, I think he's a 40% on the catch and shoot three. He's a really good three point shooter. Doesn't need touches. Less than two touches is pretty good for him if he can shoot the ball. There's a lot of pressure on him when he came to the league to be like a star kind of thing. Uh, but I think he will be if he if he can get in that role, the three point catch and shoot, he can take take away some minutes from OG. I think. Yeah, he's he's athletic. He can shoot. He's just really dumb. That's his. That's kind of his thing. His basketball IQ is supposed to be really, really, really low. Really dumb. Really, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Analysis that's, right here from Akshay. That's really my dumb. analysis. He's really dumb, guys. So if you guys ever want to see a great Ben McLemore clip, watch Google Ben McLemore and Kawhi Leonard. Oh, yeah. And yeah. where he just basically takes Ben McLemore's life away from him. Steals the ball off of him twice, and then he gets benched. Um, but it's a, it's a good clip to watch. Okay, so let's... Let's get into this. Let's start with some likes and dislikes. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> All right, so likes and dislikes. We had three games this week. We went 3-0, and and we both predicted 3-0 and this week. We're on fire right now. We're on fire. So Toronto at Philly. Uh, my like was uh, Kwai's aggressiveness. Um, I thought he didn't shoot that well. He actually hasn't shot well in the last four games. But he didn't. Sh- but he uh, he had 17 free throws, so it doesn't really matter if you don't shoot well when you sh- shoot 17 free throws. 17 I think free he made throws. six. Yeah, he made 16 of them. He yeah. made 16 of them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I didn't. I didn't really have a dislike. I thought that was a really solid game. I mean, they played so well that Philly got panicked and made a Tobias Harris trade like hours later. <laughs> uh, they're like, "Oh shit, we're not very good." Um, so they made they traded for Tobias Harris. How about you? What are your likes and dislikes? Uh, big time was Kawhi's dominance in the defensive defense in third. I think our defense stepped up big time, and we really were good in the rotating the screens. Really making Ben Ben Simmons continues to struggle against Kawhi. Like ben, like he's a great player numbers wise when you see him, but against Kawhi, Kawhi has his number for a while. He he mm-hmm. gets like four like at least five turnovers a game against us. Yeah, just yeah, uh, like stupid turnovers. And the problem with these turnovers is that he goes in runs his turnover, and then we're getting the fast break because fast break Raptors are very good fast break points. Uh, so it's really, really good. So far, so good. Can't uh, can't complain. Nothing to dislike. I think I really like. It was a good all-run effort. Good all-run game. Good to see from the Raptors coming in against Philly. Kyle played well as well. So can't complain. Uh, next game up. 
Yeah, Toronto, Atlanta. Like we can start. What did you like and dislike about the game? I uh, loved. You know, I loved Vince Carter uh, on the opposing side. Vince Carter, he dunked. He had a crazy dunk. He had a pretty sweet dunk. Yeah. Uh, he had a pretty dunk, and he schooled OG a couple of times on some plays, which was pretty awesome to watch. On a spin move too, on man. Come move. on, I'm like a 40 year old spin move is schooling OG Adenobi, our prime defender here. I really like Patrick McCaw's defense. Patrick McCaw showed the glimpses and kind of like, you know, give you that hint. He got some more playing time. So this was the night where we were short because the, our bench had been traded and Gasol hadn't been arrived and we were little short players and quiet in play. And so Patrick McCaw got some playing time. He played really well, I thought, with the defensive. He showed little glimpses of why DeLon Wright was kind of expendable. Very similar type, mm-hmm. of, similar type of defensive game. Offensive game still, we haven't, I haven't seen that much offensive game at all from him at the moment. So He's allergic to shooting. He is. He, he doesn't just, shoot. He won't shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary, though. He doesn't shoot. That's what I like. Dislike, slow start. We were down 17 points, and I was like, this is an early scary thing. Set down 17 points against Atlanta. I was like, oh, God, this is not good. But it's Atlanta, so we were able to come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had the same dislikes and likes pretty much. I, I it was career high for Fred Van Vliet. I liked his little uh, chasing thirty points at the end. Yeah, he had a casual, <laughs> casual three pointer, like from like pretty far out too. It's like, <laughs> well, he tried two other threes right before that. He missed those two, and then he tried the last one. He finally made it, so he got his thirty, which was nice. Um, then Toronto at New York Knicks. Uh, my like for that game was Kyle shooting. Did you hear uh, Coach Nurse's post game where they said? That they found an issue with Kyle's mechanics two three weeks ago, and they really? fixed his fixed his mechanics, and that's why he's been shooting better recently. What is this like a like a car or something? You fix his mechanics, yeah. and he comes up back like like two weeks. It takes him. I don't know, yeah, man. Well, well, so they don't want to announce it right away when they find something because you don't know if it's actually going to fix it. But apparently, they found an issue with his mechanics while he was shooting, um, maybe because of the back, right? Yeah, and yeah. they fixed it, and so he's he's shooting much better. So he has been shooting much better the last week or two. So yeah, no, he, he, you know what? Fun. And I saw like a lot of these uh, shots that he made where he normally made last year as well. Like the pull-up threes came back. I think the screen-off flare-up threes. So when he when he comes off a a screen from either OG or Pascal and gets an open look for a three, he was making those. And it was good to see Kawhi involved in that offense as well. I thought, I thought he was involved a little bit on the offensive end. Uh, didn't really play offensively on the scoring end, but assist-wise he was pretty distributing the ball. He was looking for it. Uh, I really like Gasol, man. Uh, he could have gotten at least eight assists, like easily eight assists. Some of the plays, I think I was talking about this, but talking to you earlier about this, there was a play to, to end the quarter, and it's an amazing play because you see Fred Van Fleet bring up the ball. Gasol gave him a screen there. Fred takes the screen, and Fred drops back to the three-point line, causing an open shot, and Gasol finds him right away. Right, yeah. and that's 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 rare because if you have another forward on there, they're either pick or popping. You know, they're they're going for that shot or they're going to the the uh, the rack because it may be a little bit easier shot. But now he was able to get realize quickly. Hey, Fred Van Vliet's always the back. He's just giving the ball. I can pass it to him. Open shot. He missed a shot, but he like stuff like that is like very valuable to see. Very cool. To see. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I thought his passing was great. Um, it, it was kind of funny to me to watch his passing because I think. I think everybody was shocked. Like they're like, "Oh wait, how did I get the ball here?" Like <laughs> they were not ready to shoot, um, which I think will will obviously change. That's why that he got what one or two assists, but he could have gotten seven or eight. Absolutely, I think because he just nobody made shots. He's gonna help players like OG, uh, who mm-hmm. really not done much anything on the offensive end. If OG can learn to cut a little, like he does cut, and if he can cut a bit more, get those screen action going, you're gonna see OG get get like at least eight to ten points with just 
with Gasol passing because he can find that open guy, right? So yeah, we'll get to see. Yeah. What about yourself? I'm, Likes and dislikes? Uh, I mean, Kyle shooting was my biggest like. Anytime he shoots well recently, I'm just I'm excited because I and we need him to we play well for the playoffs. Uh, my dislike is that I've rarely seen. I don't even. I, I mean, it doesn't even pop into my head right now. I don't see a game where Kyle and Kawhi are both on. Like I just, I, I know there's probably been one. There's fifty something games already been played, but it just nothing pops out of my head where I'm just like, oh, both their stat lines are great. Yeah. Um, and it just seems like one will show up and the other one won't. And a couple of day, a couple of games in the playoffs, we're gonna need both of them to show up. You know, yeah. Um, so it'd be nice for both of them to show up, but we'll see. We got twenty six games. Maybe something will. I thought we, we, we did see a little bit of chemistry forming in the Philadelphia game, which is kind of cool to see. Uh, Kawhi and Kyle both coming together, having some passes here and there. So it was good to see that. I just want to see mm-hmm. more of that. So hopefully, we get to see more of that in the next few games and after the All Star break as well. So I'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The the offense is moving better. Just Kawhi has not been shooting well, so it, it just doesn't end in much. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. It's Valentine's Day this week. So, Talib, before we move on to anything, tell them who we're sponsored by. Feliz Dia de San Valentin. El amor and draga pedopadorosa. Oh, sorry, if you didn't get that, I've been practicing my, practicing my Spanish recently because, you know, we've just acquired the Spaniard, Mr. Mark Gasol. Let's try that in English. Happy Valentine's Day. If you missed on reading the latest CBC article that featured our partner TinderPhotography.ca talking about the horrible selfie game and the reason why people struggle to get that right swipe, Tinder Photography can help you in the season of love. No matter what the weather, we got you covered, rain or shine. Remember, love is a powerful drug, so let's get you hooked up on love this February. Wow, a little Spanish. Switching it up, you know, like I think it's uh, it's the time, man. We've got a little Spaniard uh, connection in the Raptors right now. Three, three yeah. Spanish guys, just three, three people who's played for the Spanish national team. So let's go with that. Yeah, Serge, Sergio, and uh, and now Gasol. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of Spanish in our history too, with Jose Calderon and you know Jorge. Jorge Gorbajosa. That's my favorite one. I think I was reading a tweets about like Jorge Garbajosa had called, spoken to Mark Gasol and told him good things about Toronto. I was like, Jorge Garbajosa? Like this is 2007 Raptors. No one liked 2007 Raptors. No, that, that was the first team that made the playoffs. Absolutely. After a long time. I mean, 48 that, wins or something. It, like that, right? it, it, in hindsight, there's a lot of change compared to this. There's a completely different culture in 2007. I know, I know. Like 2007 is not a benchmark. Like, you know. I know that was the Anthony Parker years. Anthony Parker, good, absolutely good times. Right. Where where Brian Colangelo discovered Europe and just still took a bunch of people from yeah, Europe. Yeah, and then he decided to draft our greatest Andrea Bonianni. Uh, let's El not Marco, talk about it, right? Listen, let's, let's not talk about AKA it. Either. All right, let's talk about general NBA stuff. Right, let's do it. So, I I have a rant this week. Oh. I did a rant a couple of weeks ago. But I have another one this week. Uh, hold on, hold on, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. You did a land, rant right. last week, Akshay. All right. Let's, did I do it last week? Last was, week. was You were very... Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. Like, I was Akshay, very mad about AD. Akshay is always mad, apparently. There's something yeah. wrong with this guy. He's <laughs> always mad. Something in the NBA has to piss Akshay off. You know, half of that. Yes. His, NBA game, his NBA game is pretty bad enough. So it doesn't, that doesn't yeah. hurt him. But everyone else's, it hurts. Yeah. So this week... I mean, Kevin Durant's pissed me off many times before. But this week, he, he had decided not to talk to the media since the Porzingis trade, for eight days. Now, you're Kevin Durant. You have to talk to the media. The reason he didn't talk to the media was because there was an article that came out that said that the Knicks were planning to go after him and Kyrie in free agency, and that's why they traded their only asset, forget their best asset, their only asset, for not another asset, for cap space. 
so they could go chase him. So there, where there's smoke, there's some fire. There's definitely a reason that the Knicks made such a dramatic move just to get, um, just to get cap space because they probably do know that Durant and Kyrie are interested in coming and playing in New York and building a legacy. I think Durant probably realized that going and chasing a ring with a 73-win team doesn't give you the same respect as building your own team. So maybe now he wants to go there and do it. The thing is, when he did that, he ended up ignoring the media for eight days because this leaked out. And then when he finally ended up talking to them, he, he ended up telling them to grow up and eventually called out one media member, Ethan Strauss, for writing an article about this situation. And in the article, if you read it, it just basically says that the Warriors are coming to terms with Durant leaving if he leaves. Like, that's the gist of the article. It's nothing terrible. So my main rant is, Durant, you're making millions and millions of dollars. We're not making fun of your family here. We're talking about your free agency. Just like just like LeBron has handled it in 2010, 2014, 2018, just say we'll talk about it in July. You don't need to get mad about it. Kawhi got asked about it uh, this weekend in New York. Somebody asked him. He brushed it off. The same person asked him again. He got a little bit more mad, but he said, I'm focused on the season. We'll talk about it in July. That's all you do. That's what everybody does. You just keep saying it over and over and over again. Or... You sign a long-term deal and they won't bug you. That, that's yeah. exactly what I was saying. I'm like, this is what happens when you sign one-year one-year deals here, and you're gonna get this question left, right, and center. And I think it's fair for the media to ask that, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're this is NBA franchises. Like you've seen a lot people getting traded. There's speculation. This is where the excitement is. This is where it gets fans involved as well, right? So it's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of money at stake, uh, potential futures at stake, and I think KD's got to man up. But he's he's been a pretty soft in a lot of ways over the years he's so thin-skinned man right? he's so thin-skinned for a guy who's like an mvp he's pretty thin-skinned right i think I've, oh. I'm not a, I'm not a, i love the guy's game but he is he's quite thin-skinned for someone who's like such a superstar level right i think there are a lot of play, a lot of players who handle this really well i think lebron does it really well he he turns it into a joke well sometimes you know in the draft he turned it into like a ridiculous joke this whole anthony davis situation yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is right so i agree with that Anyway, yeah, they should just just say we'll talk about it in July. Anyways, we'll forget about Durant. Well, I'm sure he'll he'll be a diva about something else later. Okay, let's talk about the trades. Um, there's a lot of trades. We're not going to go through all of them, but let's talk about the trades that are relevant to us. Absolutely. Um, Miritich, Tobias, to Philly. Yeah. And we can talk a little bit about the Celtics too. So give me give me your thoughts on the the trades first. I think Mir- to Miritich and Tobias. The Miritich trade is a great trade. I think that I was hearing reports the Raptors were in to get him as well. The Miritic mm-hmm. is a very, very good three-point shooter. Uh, great player all around. He started the season on fire. I think he was like the first month, he was 23 points, nine boards, and you were thinking, okay, this is the guy that could help Anthony Davis. But he's had suffered some injury problems lately you know, in this, this season. So he's been in and out of the lineup. He still hasn't made his debut for Milwaukee Bucks. But if he is the player who he is, like as in stretching out that three ball, this is a very, very dangerous Milwaukee offense. And yesterday in Milwaukee, I watched – Parts of the Milwaukee game yesterday, and they looked—they didn't look good. You know, like you could see yeah. they were—they they were playing without Giannis for the entire game. So it's you saw the different—the complete different aspect because Giannis commands that defense to come in, pass it out, get Chris Middleton's open shots. Chris Middleton struggled yesterday, but I think Meritek will really help that. So they need Giannis. Giannis is obviously the key aspect of all this right now because 
you've got two seven foot guys who can shoot three balls all over you, and you're gonna be in trouble. So this is a very good trade for the Bucks. I mean, what did they? They scored like 83 points yesterday. Yeah. Their whole offense is around Giannis. Yeah. Like it's around his penetration and kick. Absolutely, it's it's tough, right? And then you have Eric Bledsoe as well, who's who's very good as well, can create his own shots at times, but a little struggling here and there. And it was tough. When Giannis goes out, they were giving minutes to a lot of the other players out there who are not used to getting those minutes, right? So uh, I think DJ Brown was getting like 26, 27 minutes a game, which was quite a lot. And when you give players who are not accustomed to having those seven minutes and they're not used to that, they're going to struggle a little bit in that scenario. So I think overall, I think when Giannis comes back, this is this is – this is the team that I think is the most dangerous team in the NBA right now. I'm scared of playing these guys, and we've seen them destroy us. They're bad good. Yeah, and uh, it, I think he's going to take minutes away from Ilyasova. That's who I would imagine, Miritich. Um, Raptor killer, Ilyasova. Oh, man. So, Ilyasova uh, has... He, I think he needs the league in Chargers or something. Something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah he always does. Right? Him and Kyle. Like, Kyle, Kyle he's always, like, up there. This year, he's... He's beating Kyle because he Kyle's been injured a lot, but uh, I think last year Kyle led it. But Ilyasova is always good, out there. good shooter too. Ilyasova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Tobias? What do you think about the Tobias Harris trade? You know what? I love Tobias. I love Tobias's game. I love I love his his whole aura, his personality. This is a guy who I think has been traded so many times and doesn't deserve to be traded that many times. To be honest with you, with the skill level he has, but he's been involved in a lot of trades. So Tobias, I think I believe it was from Orlando, if I'm correctly. Uh, Orlando, Detroit, Detroit, LA, LA to Philly. So it's quite a quite a journey he's come on through. He's a fantastic player. I think he's an all star. He shoots the ball really well at a high percentage. His three ball percentage is really really good, and he's quick with the yeah. ball as well. So this is a very good trade for Philly. We saw them on display against LA today. They dominated LA in the paint everywhere. Embiid, everyone contributed the ball. But the issue I have with Philly is the game before. There are too many cooks in this kitchen. Like, there's only one guy who can actually hold the ball really, like, doesn't need to score, and that's Ben Simmons. And you've got three guys who want to score. So when fourth quarter comes into play, who are you giving the ball to? Is it going to Tobias? Is it going to Joel Embiid? Or is it going to Jimmy Buckets? Or, you know, even J.J. Redick. I think J.J. Redick, J.J. Redick yeah. needs to shoot. If he doesn't shoot, doesn't get in a rhythm, he's not J.J. Redick anymore. Yeah, I mean, JJ Rex had pretty good games since Tobias come over. The one thing that I'm going to find interesting right now is I think I think um, Embiid's going to get his points. I think uh, Ben Simmons is going to get his you know rebounds, assists. He doesn't score a ton, anyways. I think he's going to get a, a whatever he's used to getting. The thing that this is the thing that this is going to affect most is Jimmy Butler, and you know he's such a prideful guy. But I was watching a little bit today. I know it's just one game, but I was watching the Lakers Philly game, and it was kind of obvious to me that that Jimmy Butler is kind of the fourth option now. You know, like he's, he, he I, I don't know how he's going to like being the fourth option when he was the first option in Chicago, you know? He, he really, if he really wants his team to win, what he has to do is just defend the crap out of the best player and make his open shots and be cool with, you know, averaging 13, 14 points. I just don't know if he's going to do that. Yeah, the 13, 14 points will not get you max contract. That's the unfortunate part of yeah. the reality, right? It's just tough yeah. one. So this is going to be an interesting one to see them go through. And I think they, this, the 76ers say they want to sign all four of them. I, I think that's a bluff. I think if they get knocked out in the first round, they're making changes, right? It's a straight-up fact. They're not going to get knocked out yeah. first. first second, second right? You still make changes. Yeah, yeah, Anyways, yeah. going to the next one, Celtics. Uh, Celtics yeah. crumbling a little bit in the last two games. Markeith Morris calling, calling out his teammates, saying that they, they're not having fun, as much fun as it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, you know, they, they, they've, they've won quite a few of the last few games, but they've won it pretty marginally. Nothing too exciting. Kyrie Irving's been the only bright spot. He, was, he got injured yesterday. 
And uh, the Celtics were up, I think, 20, 20, 20 plus points. Eight, eight, 20, 28 points. Yeah. And the Clips came back. And the reason the Clips came back, when I watched the game again, the Clips came back because amazing spacing, passing the ball. They passed the ball so well. And Landry Shamit, the guy who got traded in the in the 76ers Clippers trade, decided that he was going to sham it all over them, man. He went nuts. He was like, he hated people. I mean, you know, this is amazing for a rookie to go and just dominate Boston. It was good to see Boston uh, struggle a little bit just because of being a Raptor fan. I'm not a 100% Boston fan, but you can see the effect that Kyrie Irving has on that team because everyone else, Terry Rozier is a horrible passer in my opinion. I think he's, a, he's like a great shooter, but as a point guard, you want someone who can like facilitate and create plays and come off screens really well. And the only guy who can, I think Gordon Hayward did really well yesterday coming off the screens, but that's about it. I think too many cooks. Yeah, you know, the the thing with Boston that I'm most interested in is, is their, their, you know, golden boy, Brad Stevens, who had to basically take teams that had no expectations for five years and made them overperform with players who really aren't like alphas by any stretch suddenly has all these alphas on his team and expectations. And he's not hes not the, the golden boy he's been in the past, you know? Um, so I wonder how this is going to, like how Boston is going to turn on Coach Stevens. Well, it'll be interesting. He, yeah, it'll be interesting. You can't make any changes now, but uh, this is going to be an interesting end of the season when they get more, they get their players back in, see if the chemistry is actually happening. I think Al Horford's almost gone this summer. It's, it's the end of his career. Uh, end of his time in Boston. Career? Oh, no, Boston. In, time, in Boston, in Boston. Boston. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's he's still good enough. All right. Let's talk. Let's do some take that for data. My guys dug in that game and earned the right to be in that game, and they did not even give us a chance. That's unacceptable. That was unprofessional. Take that for data. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Explain it. All right. Take that for data. My week this week. So I'm going to mix it up a little bit. So usually what we do is we, we talk about numbers, and I explain to you why, or Natalia explains to you why, uh, these numbers are relevant and what they what they mean when they impact the game and things like that. But I'm going to actually do the total opposite. I'm going to give you some numbers and I'm going to tell you why they're not important this week. Um, so the, the trade, Gasol for JV. Let's just say that's this trade. I know I know there's other pieces involved, but I mean, in, from a Raptors perspective, that's the big piece. It's just, you know, you're swapping out one center for another center. Gasol averaged 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists in 33 minutes for Memphis. JV averaged 12 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist in just 18 minutes for the Raptors. Now, if you look at that, you go, oh, like, if you bump up JV's minutes, maybe 5 minutes, he's basically at Gasol's numbers, maybe not the assists, obviously, but points and rebounds, sure. He'll get one more bucket, he'll get one more rebound in 5 minutes. Like, that's not unheard of. Um, So I think if you look at the numbers on this trade, you won't really look at why they traded Gasol for Gasol and what his impact is. So what I, what I would encourage people to do is when you watch Gasol, think about things like JV can't play 30-plus minutes. Gasol will play 30-plus minutes at some point this season. You know, he'll be rolling and he'll play it. Um, his passing is elite. Um, and he can shoot three-pointers, which this team desperately needs. So those are two things that JV couldn't do that Gasol can do. So watch for that. Uh, the ball doesn't stick with Gasol. Like, we saw that. It was that, that one play you talked about earlier where... Um, where Fred VanVleet got a shot, like that, that play isn't made by JV or any big. It's tough. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's a quick instinct play that you know that like it's 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 a skill. It definitely is. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and it's just somebody who. And so the other thing is, you'll notice um, 
that at some point they will pass it down to Gasol when the game is getting a little hectic because he's like a calming presence. It's kind of like when we give it to Kwai. Like people who have just been through the grind, you pass the ball to them so they can kind of calm the whole game down. You'll see that happening with Gasol at some point um, when they when it gets too hectic. So they'll do that. He was kind of Jokic before Jokic was, you know, super popular and all that stuff. He was He was the big passing... Big man who you could run an offense through, played point uh, Dad bod guy, dad bod, the original dad bod. He, the original dad bod, except Jokic is another level of dad bod, I think. <laughs> um, but he's Jokic is better. Uh, <laughs> except defensively, Marcus All is better. So that's another thing. Like defensively in the post, there was one point DeAndre Jordan yesterday tried. It just oh, got, that was so bad. I was just got destroyed by Marcus. It was so it funny. It's funny because DeAndre Jordan was like moving all his feet. Like it was like you know this guy's. If he moves one more feet, he's gonna travel. He's gonna lose the ball. Like it, it was. It was like it was coming. It's coming right there. You're just waiting. Gasol played him really well. Yeah. So I it, to me this kind of looks like. I know it's not a baseball podcast. I already did a hockey thing earlier, but it's not a baseball podcast. But for anybody who watched baseball in 2015 and watched the Jays run, the Jays made a trade for Troy Tulowitzki. Um, and swapped out Jose Reyes. And if you look at the pure numbers of those two players, it's not. it doesn't look like a huge upgrade. But if you watched the games, you saw that Troy Tulowitzki made the plays when he needed to. He didn't make mistakes. He didn't make errors. He didn't do anything stupid. He calmed the whole infield down. And I feel like that's kind of the effect that Marc Gasol will have on the Raptors. All right, so, I'm, so at the end... That was, that was 10 seconds of baseball. All right, I'm taking them. Yeah, sorry. I'm, taking that. I'm done with baseball. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, so I, I just think that I think that's the kind of impact that Marcus will have. Like I think at the end of the year, you're gonna look at the numbers and you're not gonna be wowed by the numbers. He may average twelve points, three assists, five boards for the Raptors, but there's gonna be points where you're gonna be like, Oh, okay, it's because he's Marcus All, it helped in this scenario. You know? Absolutely. No, I'm excited for that. He doesn't shoot too many of the rim. There's going to be a lot of flare screen passes at each, uh, from the top. So, uh, as mentioned before, I think we're, I'm excited to see him play tomorrow against Brooklyn and, more importantly, against Washington. I'd love to see him play against a, he's a slower-paced team than a running-gun team because we, we really need to get working on our half-court offense, as mentioned before. And I think he's Yeah, he'll that, definitely help right? that. So he helps that. Some but anyways. So you think – what do you think they're going to do with the uh... – with the rotation, you think they're going to start Gasol? No, I don't think so. I think you got to you got to play as you've been doing. You got to switch it up based on a matchup basis. So I think that's totally fine. I like Gasol coming off the bench to help out the uh, the bench guys. I really do, because you want to keep a little bit of flair in the, in the front court as well. But having Gasol coming on the bench and really dominating in the half, because it doesn't matter who starts. I think for the team, I think it, it doesn't matter who ends the who ends the game. Yeah, so they're playing Brooklyn tomorrow. Yeah. Do you think Jared Allen? You think uh, I mean, Sir, Gasol plays there, no, or you Sir, think Serge? Serge, 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 yeah. Serge will get it against Jared Allen. Jared Allen's an unbelievable player this year. I think that 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 is a. So I want to have an episode dedicated to Brooklyn because we ra- we rag on them for a while for that trade that they made, but this Sean Marks GM is probably one of the smartest guys, and the moves he's made are low key, but they're brilliant. They're absolute brilliant. Uh, yeah, it, and Levert's back or coming yeah, no, back, back very he's soon. Back. He's back. He's back. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. back. So it's it's a fantastic the way that he's managed that organization. Big ups. I'm a big fan of Brooklyn right now. The way they play as well. So and D'Angelo Russell's an all star, so it's really cool to see him be an all star. It's a great player. They're above 500. Oh. I think they're 29, 28. Yeah. So uh, um, right. okay, this week we got Brooklyn and we got Washington. Short week because all stars coming up. All right. What do you think? Uh, Brooklyn's taking this one. This is sorry, Toronto's taking this one. <laughs> sorry, Toronto's taking this one. I think this is a very very good team. 
uh, <laughs> it's in Toronto, so it'll be exciting to see a little bit of the run and gun and offense against Brooklyn. Uh, Demar Carroll is playing actually really well these days, so it's going to be we're going to stop Demar Carroll. Always makes me laugh here and there. <laughs> Um, said no one ever. Don't worry, Damari. You can you can do whatever you want. It's fine. Uh, and Washington, Toronto. Like Washington's an interesting one. Right? They just traded away Otto Porter uh, for Jabari Parker, and Jabari Parker got a tribute video. Yeah. The- well, I think I, I think they wanted to give it to Bobby Portis, but they had to like combo but, it. Right? Yeah. So Jabari Parker um, and Bradley Beal. So it's Jabari Parker and Bradley Beal show, and that's going to be interesting to see as well. So I don't think they're that good at all. So. Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be two wins, two wins this week yeah. uh, before the All-Star game. Yeah. And then next week, we got all the uh, All-Star festivities. Uh, Danny Green is participating in the three-point contest. Yep. Apparently, he was practicing today for oh, it. There you go. We need him. So. We, need, we, we need his... I don't care about the three-point contest. Just make the three-point in the game, which he's doing really well. So, yeah. Um, so, they should... You know, I was thinking they should just rename the All-Star game next week to what it really is, which is just LeBron's tampering fest. It is the LeBron tampering fest. that is 100% what it's going to be. It's just going to be every... Every team who has a superstar, including Toronto, whose uh, superstar is a free agent, it's just going to be us overanalyzing LeBron talking to him. Oh, it's... it's like, oh my God, Kawhi laughed? Why is Kawhi laughing? He's going, he's going um... to LA. Oh, he's going to LA. It's <laughs> over. He's going to LA. He wants to go home, play with LeBron. Oh, God. Yep, guys, this is going to happen. This was the media is going to, it's going to come up about. To be honest with you, the year we're having, I take it. I'm always, I'm like, I'm on, I'm on the boat with like just enjoying the year as it goes. And July first comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta hit reset. We gotta hit reset. We've had five good years. I'm happy with the playoff run we've had. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, yeah. It's just, it's just gonna be really funny. It was also funny that somebody asked LeBron about it. And he's just like, oh, that's just a coincidence that they're all, they're all. My whole team is is free agents at the end of the year. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you, LeBron. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Okay, we're good. So we'll uh, we'll recap the two games and All Star next week. Awesome. Anything else, Alan? No, anything else? Just uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Uh, like our posts on the Untitled Raptors Pod. We're trying to post more frequently, as you see. Uh, follow us if you if you haven't. Uh, anyways, any suggestions or comments are highly appreciated. You can contact us on our leave us leave a review on our Apple Podcast page or. Get in our DMs in the Untitled Raptors oh, podcast. Slide Send, into your DMs. Slide into. So I just, this is my Instagram newbiness. So I never used Instagram till we got this podcast account. Oh, God. And I didn't realize you can't. You there's no DMs on the web. No, you can't DM. Like it's only on the app. Yeah, you, <laughs> so I was like, where where do I send a message from? You got you got, you got you got to get the app, man. You got to get the app. That's what it is. We got to slide in the DMs. Right? No, it's okay. You you can handle the sliding of DMs. I'm good. There you go. So anyone, anyone who's sliding the rap, Untitled Raptors pod DM, please feel free to do so. I will be reading them out loud. <laughs> okay. All right. Everybody have a good week. We'll see you next right. week. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much.